0: Hello and welcome to the IFRS 17 podcast. A Deloitte production for everyone interested in the topics around IFRS 17. My name is Igor Ulrich and I will conduct interviews with a different expert on a specific topic in each episode. I make sure that beginners don't feel left behind but also experts can take something with them. Enjoy. Today I'm interviewing Katrin Seile and Andrea Karaman, who will give us an update on the ongoing IFRS 17 implementations, and they will share a perspective that goes even beyond IFRS 17 compliance, meaning what are the next big topics to tackle within the finance functions of insurers. So please allow me to introduce my experts today. Katrin is a senior manager in consulting and part of Deloitte's global IFRS 17 initiative since day one. Welcome Katrin.
1: Hello Igor, a warm welcome also from my side and thanks for having us. I'm really looking forward to share a status of the ongoing IFRS 17 implementations and to discuss what's next on the agenda of the finance function when we're talking about uh, finance excellence for insurers.
0: Andrea is a project manager within an IFRS 17 program uh, for an international client and she is responsible for an end-to-end view of the actuarial and the accounting field. Welcome Andrea.
2: Hello Igor, thanks for the introduction. I'm really looking forward to sharing my experiences today.
0: Now, let us get started and let's talk first about the current challenges for insurers, namely the implementation of the IFRS 17 standard. The objective of this standard is to increase the comparability, consistency and transparency of the financial results in the insurance industry. The currently planned effective date is the 1st of January 2023 as most of the IFRS 17 implementations are going on for some time now. Katrin, where do the insurers stand and what are the current challenges?
1: Yes, so we see that the market is moving towards the target deadline, meaning preparing the reporting for the first year under the new accounting standard in which insurers publish their quarterly reports under the old and new world in parallel. We see that most of the German and European health insurers have finalized their first two big exercises. So at the one hand side, they closed the impact analysis of the new standards to their business and operations. That means that they now know how the future balance sheet looks like and what process and system amendments are required to implement the change in the operations And on the other hand side, some already prepared their processes and systems for doing a first Pablo run with real data to create a balance sheet under IFA 17. So um, summarized, uh, the market moves dynamically towards finishing requirements and bringing the paperwork to life. But to be clear on that, um, this is not the end of the story. So open uh, are still things like training, changing minds towards the new processes, the usage of the new standard for forecasting or the implementation of new KPIs. So maybe Andrea can share an inside-out view of the status of the ongoing IFRS 17 implementations based on the daily work. Um, before I take the question on the challenges that we see in the entire
0: insurance market. That is very interesting. So we learn that there are still huge challenges coming up, like training or changing minds towards the new processes. Andrea, what are the concrete next steps in your project?
2: My client just completed the first project phase. So here the focus was on the interpretation of the accounting standard, the integration of the claims and premiums data, and also the rollout of the new finance systems. At the moment, my client is doing a first integration test. So the first real business data is processed through the end-to-end solution, and the first IFRS 17 numbers are being produced. In the next years, the plan is to make a dry run under real-life conditions before the standard becomes effective. One major challenge is to meet the existing deadlines. So at the moment, the focus is clearly on the mandatory requirements for IFRS 17 compliance, and this leads to a shift of the non-mandatory topics like the automation of data feeds or the Implementation of workflows to a later point in time.
0: Thank you for these insights of your specific project. Now, what about the market view? Katrin, what are the biggest challenges in the market?
1: So, we see similar challenges in the entire insurance market. I would like to underline the following three ones. Um, The first one is about data availability and quality, that is really crucial to feed the newly rolled out, built and amended finance systems that calculate the reserves and generate the cash flows under IFRS 17. So the future IFRS 17 accounts that are reported in the balance sheet heavily depend on the data that is populated at the beginning of the process chain, namely in the operation systems. Andrea sees the effort and workarounds that are currently implemented to fix this in the daily project business. Um, the second point is the test preparation. So, this once in a lifetime change of insurance accounting requires really comprehensive end to end testing with multiple processes and system landscapes across the whole insurance entities, including multiple system releases. And, of course, a huge effort to prepare test data and test cases. As a third challenge, I would like to mention the training and knowledge transfer. So, again, uh, there are large implementation programs going on to meet the requirements of the new standard um, cross-functional teams from internal and external are jointly working on the business and IT side. So the insurers are now facing the challenge of applying new processes using new tools plus facilitating the collaboration between functions that might not have been relevant to each other's work in the past. So uh, let me underline that we are not talking solely about new operations, but also about a change in mindset um, such as prospective thinking versus retroactive thinking.
0: So we learned that the three biggest market challenges are, first of all, data availability and quality, secondly, the test preparation, and thirdly, training and knowledge transfer. Let us now look at the timeline. There was a second deferral of the effective date of one year. It used to be the 1st of January 2022, and now the effective date is the 1st of January 2023. But some of the insurers obviously stick to the initial time plan, meaning the 1st of January 2022. And their strategy is to focus on being compliant and not trying to resolve all the issues until the date 1st of January 2022. Considering this, which are the main topics that are shifted now to a later point in time and how can they be tackled?
2: Independently from the effective date of the standard, most insurance companies have planned to review the whole IFRS 17 solution to identify potential for optimization, extension, for example, to further departments, and even finance excellence. Let's first talk about optimization potential. So the IFRS 17 processes that are currently implemented are not yet fully automated and centralized. The systems are still work in progress And we work with a lot of workarounds and manual steps, for example, for data uploads. This means that the next step is to stabilize the solution with system upgrades, integration of automation steps and workflow tools. Another topic is the extension to further departments. So the reporting under IFR 17 has implications on some strategic decisions. One example is uh, steering with KPIs. So the application of the accounting standard affects several positions on the financial statements of the insurance companies. So here the next step is to understand the implications and even to define new KPIs. So Once the first IFRS 17 data has been produced the concrete next step here is to review the numbers and understand the implications on steering and reporting. For several insurance companies IFRS 17 is a starting point for dealing with the future of the whole finance function. Focus topics in this area are for example cost reduction through increased efficiency or the automation of processes, improving data quality and also availability and gaining insights with analytical tools. Considering the transformation of the whole finance function is also referred to as finance excellence.
0: Now, you mentioned that there's potential for optimization and for the extension to further departments. And then, in the last point, interestingly, you said this could be the starting point for dealing with the future of the finance function as a whole. And we call this finance excellence. Now, let us dig a little bit deeper there. What does achieving finance excellence concretely mean for the insurers? And what is the concrete value added for the finance function, respectively? For the entire company.
1: Let me first comment on finance excellence. So, this is a wide ranging label. Each company has to define for itself a mission of its finance function and has to derive realistic and achievable initiatives to bring the value added to the business with regard to higher efficiency or cost savings. I would like to recommend the top three characteristics that are fundamental for a transformation of the finance function besides the topics that Andrea mentioned as a logical next step after ensuring IFRS 17 compliance. So the first one is clearly about simplification and optimization. Gone should be the days of copying and pasting special values from, let's say, an invoice document into an ERP system. Transactions and the answering of routine requests should generally be with less manual interactions or even touchless, as automation and new technologies uh, such as advanced analytics, cognitive and cloud-based solutions find their ways deeper into the finance operations of insurance companies. The advice is to check the continuously quick-evolving technologies and to use these capabilities really for radically simplifying, optimizing and standardizing the fragmented processes. The benefits are a reduction of heterogeneous processes and systems plus the freeing up of people for more proactive tasks. As a second characteristic, I would like to stress the business benefit of having cleaned up data. Let's be realistic with regard to the data. The implementation of technologies such as automation and machine learning will make it easier to get the work done. But insurers will continuously work on cleaning up their databases. Yes, data is a technology issue, but in order to stop wasting the time of good resources with tasks like backfilling, checking data integrity, completeness, and so on and so forth, the recommendation is clearly to design a solution that integrates and aligns the data like a single source of truth. If you embed data quality in your strategic agenda, your organization will benefit in having fast and reliable insights that strengthens the role of the finance function itself. The third aspect is about people. So coming from the first two characteristics that are about the simplification and optimization of processes, systems, and data, um, finance gains the opportunity to be more proactive Uh, The usage of modern technology and digital tools will empower the finance talents and facilitate the communication and collaboration within an insurance company. Concretely, as people will spend less time preparing data for analysis, they can spend more time with forward-looking analysis and with helping to translate strategy into business This automatically changes the role of finance into stronger business collaborating. Finance can evolve its role from, let me say, a number cruncher to an analytics driver and value adder, meaning being a proactive partner for the business divisions and the management. This change in the finance function represents a dramatic shift for uh, many finance organizations. So when you are setting the scene for your future organization consider qualities uh, that are becoming even more important such as a strong customer service orientation or good collaboration skills in addition to the technical capabilities needed for specific jobs so summarized it is about the finance function to simplify and optimize meaning to largely automate operations via adequate technologies so that, um, as one example, the periodic reporting no longer drives operations and decisions. Then it is about the finance function to clean up the data in order to free time for proactive tasks and in order to benefit from the new technologies and the gained insights. And these two points automatically result in a great place to work in which finance becomes a business partner and attracts and develops the required resources and skills.
0: So, finance excellence happens in the dimensions technology, data and people. Now, how do you prepare for those topics?
2: One way I am preparing for these topics is to exchange with other colleagues from IFRS 17 projects. And we jointly develop best practices, and overcome challenges that we are facing. Together with our clients, we talk about the potentials we see and discuss how we can tackle them together. I'm also preparing my team for these topics. It is important to ensure that the relevant knowledge and skills are transferred to the project team members to enable them to bring the best solutions to our clients. Across all our recent finance transformation projects, we see that it often takes complex connections to create targeted solutions. And it is crucial to make sure that people and technologies work together. For example, we work together across departments, functions, and countries. And we also build up partner networks, for example, with technology providers to support our insurance clients with their individual finance transformation needs. In our finance transformations projects, we work together across departments and countries, and we also build up partner networks, for example, with technology providers.
0: We are almost at the end of this podcast, so it's time for a brief recap. IFR 17 is becoming real, meaning companies are on their way to become IFRS 17 compliant. After being IFRS 17 compliant, next on the agenda is optimization, extension and advancing into finance excellence. Key factor for success is building the bridge between innovation, change and leadership. Last but not least, if I was the CFO of an insurance company. What would you recommend to me as a next step, as I understood now that IFRS 17 is just the beginning?
1: If you were the CFO of an insurance company, I would recommend to you as the next step to create a mission for your finance function and to think beyond silos. So this concretely means optimize and enhance your data operations and systems further and encourage and hire your talents in order to be able to be a proactive business partner for the entire company and your respective clients.
0: Thank you very much for sharing your perspective and these great insights. Thanks to Katrin Seile and Andrea Karaman.
1: Thanks for having us, Igor. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye.
0: That was the Deloitte IFR 17 podcast. We thank you for your interest and look forward to your comments, feedback, and questions. You can reach us via email at ifrs 17 podcast at deloitte.de. Please join us again next time. We wish you all the best.